Hey, what's going on, guys? We're back here. It's been a while uh, on this podcast, but, you know, the summer, there's less news, no games, obviously, and it's all free agency stuff. So it's been a while since we've actually had our last podcast. But what we're going to talk about today is the Leafs free agency moves and just one quick thing on Money in the Bank, which is over the weekend, obviously. Um, But, you know, we didn't really talk about Tree Living and Dubis, you know, going, you know, Dubis going obviously to Pittsburgh and Tree Living, the new GM of Toronto. But I think everyone knows based off these moves, how, how they really feel. And I think now is the time for us to talk about how we feel so far through two days. Today is obviously day three, but a lot of stuff to talk about here. You know, a lot of guys left, a lot of guys came in. So let's get started. And as you guys know, we're joining my dad here today. Dad, how are you today on this, you know, July 3rd? It's, it's post Canada day. And it's obviously the news and stuff is going to slowly, slowly, I guess you could say lessen because August is a quiet month, but Big, big news, obviously, this weekend. Yeah, you know, right after the playoffs ended uh, for uh, hockey and basketball, it's been a, it's been a slow uh, sports, uh, uh, you know, still weeks for sports fans. Yeah. But uh, with the, you know, July 1st, uh, uh, with all these hockey signings, uh, good to be uh, talking about hockey again. Completely agree. And, you know, let's get straight into things. Let's talk about... You know, players on this team that were obviously playing through the last game of the season that are not going to be here anymore. And, it, you know, it, it started with, like, I don't want to go, like, the timeline may be messy, but, you know, Luke Shen and Ryan O'Reilly both signed with Nashville. Uh, Michael Bunting goes to Carolina. Kerfoot goes to Arizona. Justin Hall to Detroit. Eric Schalgren in New Jersey. Nolachari to Pittsburgh. So all these players finding new homes. I was really shocked with O'Reilly. I thought he was going to sign, but, you know, apparently speculation is he like the locker room and he, he maybe he felt the locker room wasn't, wasn't capable of winning and they're too, you know, I guess you could say selfish, but he doesn't sign and, you know, him and Luke Shen go to Nashville, who seems to be in a rebuild. So I was kind of confused with those signings there. Bunting, I understand it. Kerfoot, I understand it. Hole to Detroit. I was shocked. Thought he'd go to maybe somewhere like Vancouver. Shalgren, I, I didn't think much of it. And, and Achari to Pittsburgh, that one hurt because Dubas gets his boy back and he was great as a Leaf. But out of those moves, Dad, I'm going to ask you what, you, what were you the most shocked with that, you know, maybe they didn't return to Toronto or they signed somewhere you didn't expect? Because I think I I would say personally, Ryan O'Reilly, you know, Leafs, um, I guess we're, we're pitching to him all the way to the end. I, I saw the little tweet, I guess you could say, on July 1st morning that Luke Shen is going to obviously leave. He's going a separate ways. They couldn't agree on a contract and same with Ryan O'Reilly shortly later. But your thoughts on those players. I, I don't think I'm going to really miss any of these players that much. I I think maybe, you know, Luke Shen, he could probably replace a guy like him, but Noel Achari, I think he, he'd be a guy that I would miss. But your thoughts on these players finding new homes. Yeah, listen, I mean, I think, uh, you know, over the last season, uh, you know, when you talk about Kerford, Hall, uh, you know, any of these guys, I think we were talking that, uh, you know, we needed to sort of make a move and uh, and try yeah. to trade them. And then uh, now that they're gone, it really, uh, I don't think it really changes uh, the team uh, in a negative way. I think uh, O'Reilly, I think uh, it was a bit of a shock because uh, he signed for the same amount of money in the same term. Yep. Uh, you know, leaving a contender and, you know, being from here. Uh, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and this has got to be a wake up call for, you know, the team, the management, uh, that guys don't want to be here and something's got to change in that locker room. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, someone needs to step up. I think, uh, you know, Tavares is a quiet guy. Uh, I think he's kind of led, you know, by his play the whole time. 
so I don't think he's really the guy, but, uh, you know, yeah. And then, uh, you know, with, with Shen, um, look, you know, he, he was great in the playoffs, you know, toughness. He brought, you know, he gave it his all. Um, but I don't know, you know, can he do that at this age for 82 games? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, that move is okay as well that he, you know, he didn't sign here. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah I, I would say Riley's the biggest shock uh, because, uh, you know, uh, what he got and, uh, you know, how he just kind of left town. Yeah. And, and, you know, I agree with that assessment that, you know, guys that they let go, Kerfoot, Hull and, and Bunting, I knew for sure they were going to leave. Achari, that one hurt. And then Shen, you know, and Ry- O'Reilly, it was, you didn't know where it was going to go. Like it was a 50-50. And I think that the moves that they made, I'm happy with, you know, let, let's get straight into it. The first, you know, that, that first July 1st day was rough because they signed Ryan Reeves to a three-year deal. I think 1.2, 1.1 around that. And and he's already pu- pushing 40 almost, you know. So I thought that was a questionable move. And that seemed like it was going to be their only move on July 1st. I know, you know, I was angry. I'm like, this is ridiculous what they're doing right now. What are they doing? And then they sign, you know, John Klingberg, who's just a straight offensive defenseman. But maybe, you know, a, a change of series is going to help him. Maybe he's going to get pushed more to be a defensive player too, focus on the defensive aspect. And I'm like, this is still not, these two moves are not moves that are going to help them win. Like Klingberg is another, you know, you could say Tyson Berry that they had. And I was really disappointed. And guys were getting just tick, tick, tick all right off the list. You know, who's left out there. And at the end of the day, it was Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. And I thought that they would probably, I was more confident in Bertuzzi than Domi. And what happens? They signed Tyler Bertuzzi, a one-year deal, $5.5 million. I love that deal. He's a great player because he he's a guy who's, you know, vicious. Um, he, he plays hard. He's 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 going to be playing on a top line. He's going to probably earn his paycheck next year. I thought this is a fantastic signing. And shortly after that, I think Chris Johnson tweeted that the door is not fully closed on Max Domi at this point. So I thought that this move, what they're doing, Signing these players, I know they're over the cap, but you're allowed to be over the cap, obviously, in, in the summer. The fact that they could get Bertuzzi and Domi, I thought this is fantastic. And what happens? Domi takes $3 million one year. He's going to be Maple Leaf. I'll get your thoughts, Dad, on it first. These four players come in. I guess Ryan Reeves, is, you know what he's going to bring. He's just there to fight, step up for his teammates, be gritty. Klingberg, an offensive player on the second, third unit. Let's see what he can do. He even admitted that it, last year was a tough year. And he's open and bounce back. Bertuzzi is a very, very good offensive player. And Domi's a great playmaker. He's got speed. And, he, and you know, he, he's he got his father that played for this team too. So your thoughts on these moves, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, what we're kind of missing is is, is these guys that kind of play on the edge. Uh, you know, these, these guys that can, you know, maybe, you know, give you 10 to 15 goals, but, you know, get in other teams' faces. And I think... Uh, both Bertuzzi and Domi, uh, you know, that's that's the style that they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really going to help, uh, as you saw, you know, with Achari and all of them, the way they played that line, um, you know, they were just, just were dominating. So these are the kind of guys that you really need uh, on your team. I think uh, we've got enough skill, but, uh, you know, this is something that we were kind of lacking, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really, really happy with these two signing. Uh, Kleinberg... You know, I'm not gonna lie. I've had him on my fantasy team a few times. Uh, so you know, I mean, he, you know, he's an offensive a defenseman. Sometimes, 
you know, you know, you come to a team like Toronto with all the history and the pride of wearing that uh, jersey, uh, you know, it may change a guy's the way the style that he plays and how, you know, hard they, they put out there. And obviously, you know, a, a change of scenery, uh, it's probably going to help his game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so let's see, let's see how that goes. I mean, he's he's been, you know, uh, down downwards as far as, uh, you know, his play. I think he was almost... Uh, minus you know twenty eight or something like that. Uh, so uh, you know I think you know we we, need, we do need him to sort of uh, uh, step up uh, defensively, and um, you know Ryan Reeves yeah in the you know latter part of his career, but uh, you know he knows uh, you know five to six minutes. But in case you know the, the way our guys were being pushed around, uh, as we saw uh, last year even in the playoffs. Uh, a guy like that sitting on the bench, you know, may give uh, you know other team players uh, something to think think about whether they want to, you know, you know, take the liberties with the, with our guys. Yeah, and they and they also signed Dylan Gambrell. This was he was actually on the team's roster last, I think, yesterday. So they just announced it today, obviously, that he's going to sign the one year deal. He could play fourth line role. He can be sent to the minors. Um, and, and obviously, you know, with Domi and Bertuzzi, True Living says that we need a little bit more snot to our game. He also said Domi's been dying to play here for Toronto in a, for a long time. Um, he can play center, but the Leafs have him pegged to start on the wing. So I'm curious to see where he plays in the lineup. Is it on the second line? Is it on the third line? Is it on the first line? Who knows where he's going to play? So we'll see. He also said that Shane Doan played a big part to bring him in. Shane was Max's first captain. I really believe we're going to see the best version of Max Domi. And, you know, Klingberg also said that there's some more stuff that's going to work on, uh, that he's going to work on here, meaning that he's not done because they are over the cap. So I expect Murray to be on LTIR maybe, or he gets traded as well as Muzzin's going to be an LTIR. So that frees up some room, but you still got to re-sign Samsonov. You still can make another few moves. Who does that leave as the odd man out? Well, this guy believes that he's, he's he wants $10 million, but the least believe that they want around eight. It's William Nylander. Now, I, I really believe that his time as a Leaf is done. I think he's going to get traded, and I think Matthews extends four or five years. But I really think Nylander's time is done as a Leaf. And what do they get out of him? Probably a defenseman. They'll probably get a defenseman to sort out that blue line, help that blue line out a little bit. And, you know, maybe get another depth forward, a top six center. You can move Don Tavares to the wing. Who knows? But you could probably get two good players save some cap space and sign Samsonov, do whatever you have to do. Um, but your thoughts, Dad, obviously that they're over the cap. What do you think is the most likely outcome? Like, do you think they still keep Nylander to work things out and trade maybe Murray and Timmons? Muzzin, we know he's not going to play. What do you think happens here with, with, with the Leafs cap situation? Well, you see, the problem is like you know, even with O'Reilly leaving, you know, you can't be coming to the table and saying, pay me $10 million when, you know, realistically, you've won nothing. You know, you've won one round. These guys need to, you know, sort of maybe sit down together and say, hey, you know what, maybe, uh, you know, if I make $2 million less in my career, uh, but have a couple of Stanley Cups, it's going to be worth more than, you know, that, that $2 million because at the end of the day, these guys are going to be, pretty comfortable by the time they retire. So money shouldn't be an issue. You can't be coming in, as I said, you know, asking for $10 million. I don't think, uh, you know, they're going to pay him anywhere near that. Um, and and then if, if you know, I, we discussed it last year as well, maybe, you know, maybe Mitch, maybe Nylander, one of them needs to go and we need to bring some, some uh, you know, a defensive help in the back. And uh, because, 
you know, with with Matthews and 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 Marner and and, and you know the new guys coming in, we you know we've got enough offensive power. I think they've got to change their style style a little bit. Uh, maybe you have one line that's just going to be, you know, going all out <laughs> trying to score and the rest of the guys just kind of step back and play that gritty game. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, it's unfortunate, uh, but I, I'm going to have, you know, I agree with you. I think uh, Nylander's time uh, in Toronto uh, is done unless some miracle happens. And, uh, you know, I don't see that uh, happen at all. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't think they want to pay four guys over $10 million. And, Marner has a full no movement clause nowadays past July 1st. So Nylander has his 10 teams he submitted he can't be traded to. And do teams out there think that he's a $10 million player, $9 million? He's not going to get 10. He'll probably get nine to nine, 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 nine and a half. And it's, I think it's time to move on from him. Like you don't want this to drag out and drag out. I I, I feel like within the next two weeks latest, he's probably gonna be gone, even maybe next week. And Matthew signs. Um, apparently he's not expected to sign this week. It'll probably be next week. Who knows when they want to sign? They probably have two different deals, a long-term deal and a short-term deal. Let's see what happens with those two guys. But that's something to monitor. That'll probably be our next podcast covering those two players because they made their free agency moves. I I, I doubt they sign anyone unless it's league men. And, you know, I think the next few things is going to be trades and extending current players on their team. But we'll see. I think we both are happy with the moves that have been made right now. You know, getting these players and change the identity. You know, they had a lot of cap space to deal with. You know, Tree Living bringing in these players. One day he's really hated, and the next day he's loved by this fan base. So right now, I think he's on he's on good terms. Signed the right players. I'm happy with the deals. And you know, Bertuzzi, he'll probably get a big payday. I can see maybe Domi re-signing with the Leafs if if you know if they make a deep run, or maybe he goes elsewhere. But regardless, these two guys are going to be Leafs this year, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Ryan Reeves, Gambrell. Domi, Bertuzzi, and Klingberg can do. But the last thing I want to talk about here is a little bit of wrestling. I think it was a big weekend in the UK here. Um, I, I'm really disappointed with it. You know, I thought the men's match, Money in the Bank, was great, but LA Knight should have been the winner. I think there was a back and forth between Triple H and Vince on who they wanted to win. Triple H wanted LA Knight, Vince wanting Logan Paul, and, and they, they go meet in, in the middle and they give it to Damian Priest, which he deserves as well, too. But the reaction LA Knight's getting, I thought he deserved it. Um, the women's match, I thought it was the right winner. The rest of the matches I agreed with. But I think the biggest shock is Roman Reigns is pinned for the first time in more than three and a half. I think it's three and a half years he suffers a pinfall loss. And it's to Jey Uso, who was the first one to ever pin Roman in his career. And I think this sets up Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Now, is this the right move? A lot of people agree with it. A lot of people don't. And I think this was a great move. I know people are saying that this takes away from when Roman loses the titles. Well, you know, he he, he still hasn't lost in singles competition. Yeah, I get it. He got pinned in a tag team match, but he's still the champion. He's still holding the titles. He's probably going to lose at a WrestleMania is my guess. Is Jey Uso the guy to win? I, I don't know. I, are they going to really give it to Jey Uso? I find that hard to believe. I like to see it, but I find that hard to believe. And I thought this is a great moment. It got a great reaction. These two guys and the Usos deserve this moment. I want to get your thoughts on it, Dad. Obviously, Roman Reigns getting pinned is a big time story now because you know he's been a, he's gotten been put on like this god mode for so so long, and him getting pinned is crazy now to think about it. But your thoughts? Do you think they got it wrong and they should have kept Roman's undefeated streak until a big time pay per view, or do you think this is the right move with with Jey Uso and, and Jimmy Uso winning this match? Well, you know, look, just being being in England, I think uh, uh, you know them wanting to sort of expand uh, even further, 
worldwide uh it, it is a big event i think uh yeah. and uh and, and i think it was the right call i was you know was, and we watched it uh you know together i think uh uh, you know, it was a good match, and um, I think uh, you know. I I, I agree. I think uh, you know you you can't just say you keep having this persona that he doesn't get pinned. He doesn't get pinned. Um, you know, you've got a it's a it's a good storyline, and I think uh, I think they they made the right call uh, by by letting him pin. Yeah, and they've got a little you know segment the, the the trial of Roman Reigns this week this this Friday. So we'll see. That'll be an interesting storyline. But that's gonna be it for today. It's a little off season episode, a quick one. Um, and, 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 you know, I don't know when we'll be back next because this news is going to break. So anytime there's next breaking news or anything about the Leafs, we'll break it down for you. And obviously same for the WWE and AEW as well. But for the time being, I think the next time we'll be back is Austin Matthews and Willie Nylander. Now, I, I expect, I think we both expect Matthews to be re-signed. So does the big time reporters. They're basically saying that he's going to, he's going to be a Leaf for another four or five years. I don't know if he signs eight years, but he is. And the biggest thing is Nylander, they're not close on a deal, so I expect him to be traded. And we'll break that down if he is or if he extends. We'll see what happens. But thank you guys for listening. We are back here for the summer. Maybe a quiet one, but we'll see. You know, the Leafs are going to be the talking point of this year, and then they're gearing up for another playoff push next year. But thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, guys.